The Canadian Food Inspection Agency says all 58 ranches, mostly in north and northwest, more, mostly rather north and northwest of Medicine Hat, still remain under quarantine. However, CFII Chief Veterinary Officer Dr. Harpeet Koshar says it's unlikely any additional cases of the bacterial disease will be discovered. The next step will be an extensive cleaning and disinfection of each quarantine farm. Before we actually release the quarantine, there is a cleaning and disinfection component which is necessary so that uh, we are actually sure that there is no residual infection which is uh, staying in the farm. So that would be one of the other missing steps which we'll need to do. That will be followed by restocking. We think that uh, by the time we are hitting early spring, um, this would be possible in terms of the timeline for uh, restocking after CND. To date, only six confirmed cases of TB have been found, all at a single farm near Jenner, Alberta. All the animals have been depopulated over there, so it can proceed with the CND activity. We will still have to wait for the warmer temperatures, spring, early summer. We might be able to get that particular farming operation back on track. However, there's a lot of activity related to the tracing activities, which will continue further on towards uh, the end of the year. Even though the investigation will be ongoing, Dr. Dr. Koshar admits there may never be a definitive answer. We may never find a source in spite of the fact that we would do the tracing and the um, screening tests uh, would be done. So let's say that by the end of spring 2018 at max, we are able to complete all the tracings and everything in terms of our testing. We may not ever get to the point where we can actually ID a source. More than 10,000 cattle from 18 premises have been slaughtered and subjected to post-mortem exams over the last four months. Animals that may have commingled with the infected herd in a local community pasture were not slaughtered. They were quarantined and could not be sold. Those numbers total approximately 18,000 head. In late November, the federal and provincial governments announced a $17 million disaster relief program to help ranchers impacted by additional feeding, cleaning and disinfection costs. $3 million has been received by 39 producers, with more money expected to be issued in the coming weeks. A seminar is going to be held in Swift Current on Wednesday discussing a new supplement for livestock feeding. Dr. Sylvia Weave is a veterinarian in Swift Current. She says this supplement, while something new in Canada, has been used in other nations around the globe for some time now. Japan is using it. The United States is using it. The Europeans are using it. And it it's an all-natural supplement, has no side effects. What they're finding in some of the early studies is um, you'd have some in- increased weight gains over the cattle that weren't treated with it. The treatment rates are down, and when animals are sick, they recover a little faster, even if you've had to um, give them antibiotics. And it works along with your good nutrition like it's not like the magic bullet but it works in conjunction with good nutrition good husbandry management practices it takes the immune system maybe to i think of it as it takes it to a little different level and it helps it to work where it's supposed to to help the animal in disease situations it can be fed throughout the whole lifetime like i say it, it doesn't have any side effects it doesn't interfere with any other medications or uh, nutrition that you're feeding, you can feed it year-round. The seminar will run from 10 until 4 on Wednesday at Patterson Agro in Swift Current. It will be a $10 charge to get in.
Last week, we heard from Steve LaRock, owner of Beyond Agronomy at Three Hills, Alberta. He's been working on the Barley 180 project with the goal of producing ultra-high barley yields. In a conversation with Saskatoon reporter Neil Billinger, LaRock runs through the top three things to do to bump up barley production. Seeding early gives you the most consistent stand because your helps to reduce lodging, which is some of the one of the biggest risks, like I mentioned earlier. So getting into seed early uh, is one of the biggest things you can do to actually shorten up that crop. If you leave it too late, they get too lanky because it gets too moist in late June and, and into July. You've got a high temperature, lots of sunlight, so all of a sudden those barley crops get to be pretty tall. So planting early, aiming for 25 to 30 plants per square foot is the sweet spot. Second or third would be fungicides. I mean, it's not a blanket statement that fungicides are the answer, but in some cases, depending on your variety, have a look at uh, the disease packages on them. Some things like Xena, Champion, Copeland, even a Medcalf. I mean, they're really susceptible to disease, so they really respond well to fungicides. Lorox says barley yields are built between the tillering and flag leaf stages. That's where you want all your your fertility in the ground. You want those nutrients available as early as possible. So that's really, you're, you're talking about something you're doing at planting or prior to planting. Get all your nutrition in the ground and uh, seed place phosphorus as much as you can to get it close to the seeds. Lorox says they found a single fertilizer application was better than a split application for barley. We did split applications, but they're really inconsistent. So where we found the most consistency and, and the greatest response, and even going back to the trials they did in the late 80s, 90s, they were all banded. They were all, all the nitrogen, sulfur, it was all applied prior to seeding. So they were able to achieve those yields doing that management strategy, whereas when we were streaming on and top dressing, and we did many trials, it was just too inconsistent. For the amount of nitrogen we put on, we really, it's really inefficient nitrogen. It would take three pounds of nitrogen to produce a bushel with streaming it on versus one and a half pounds of nitrogen putting it in the ground. So really, really inefficient because it's a no-till situation. So you get tie-up, mobilizations, volatilite. There's lots of losses in the system, or at least tie-ups in the system. So you really want that nitrogen on in the soil and away from that residue. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we're going to see more producers doing that? I do, yeah. On the split application side, it's a totally different story for wheat and canola. Wheat and canola seem to be responding very quite well. Same, same risks. If it doesn't rain afterwards and you're streaming on nitrogen, same risks. But uh, they, do res they are responding well to split applications of nitrogen. But in barley, throw it all put it up. Down. Put it down. That's right. You don't have to shoot for 180, but you can safely just creep your, your yield target up over time. So if you're in the 90 bushel range, shoot for 105. If you're in the 105 range already, shoot for 115, 120. And if you're in that higher, you know, 100 to 115 range, start shooting for 130. Steve LaRock is with Beyond Agronomy at Three Hills, Alberta. He has been working on the Barley 180 project to produce ultra-high yields. Lower beef and pork prices are beginning to appear in the supermarket, well after returns to producers began their downward slide last year. Jason Wood is the Provincial Livestock Market Analyst with Alberta Agriculture. The latest data shows that we're actually seeing prices at the meat counter starting to move lower in Canada. They've been moving lower for a while now in the U.S., but Canada was sort of maintaining the high level that we saw at retail. But in December, we actually saw that year over year, comparing December 2016 to December 2015, that the consumer price index for beef was down 5.3%. And then we also saw in the consumer price index for pork was down 2.9 and poultry was down 0.8% for that same time period. Wood says lower prices at the retail level should help boost consumption of beef, pork and chicken. 
Grain prices were unchanged in early trading today. Durham 281.36, feed barley 134.14, canola 469.42, flax 484.55, oats 171 71, yellow peas at $312, feed wheat $147.48, and number one red spring wheat at $233.99. Heartland Livestock Market Report, Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Busy week here in Swift Current, uh, 650 cattle on the Tuesday regular sale. Cow market was a little bit fussier, a little bit pickier, also the change in the weather. Certainly did have some cows maintain their fill, which makes that market a little deceiving. Uh, the market averages 86 on every cow sold, good hard cows from 90 to 95. On the feeder sale Thursday, 1,473 cattle in the sale, and I wish I could put a brighter spin on it, but it was certainly lower than our January pre-sort. Uh, the calves, 644 average weight for every calf in the sale, the buck 6834, $1,085 per head, and that is $56 per calf less than the January sale. 870 weight steers from 159 and a quarter to $1.68, tight to eight, they're bringing $1.62 to five. Uh, 740 weight steers. The black ones at 164.75. The 740 weight 10 certainly getting an Ontario premium at 180.150. Here's a fancy straight red load of steers at 720 at 171.75. 650 weight black steers 178 79 and a quarter. 640 reds 181 and a quarter. The 540 weight steers 206. The 480s 222. 75. The heifer trade, the 750 weight black heifers at a buck 46 at 700 pound uh, crossbred heifers, the XLs we call them. They have a little bit more uh, body length to them. They're not as pretty, but they sure do feed. Bring a dollar 52. 650 weight black heifers, a dollar 53 to 5775. Uh, 600 pound black heifers, a dollar 59. The 640 weight red heifers, 157. 75. 550 weight black heifers at 166. The reds at 169 and a quarter. And 56 little black heifers at 475 at a dollar 7450. 29 400 pound black heifers at 182.50. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Monday, February 6th. Hams sold 4,000 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 162 to 164 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 heads, selling in a range of 162 to 163 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, February 3rd are SIG 3, 159.45, SIG 4, 161.66, SIG 5, 160.55, Cash 159.05, Britco 154.38, Thunder Creek 157.06, and High Life 161.23. Cash hogs today are called steady, while lean hogs are trading higher, and the Canadian dollar is down. 50 basis points trading at 0.7632 cents US. Cash hogs Friday were down 70 cents per hundred weight, while the cutout was up 96 cents per hundred weight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $34 per head black. Last week's hog numbers were up approximately 6% from the same week last year. However, it is still expected hog numbers this year will run 3% larger than last year. Cash is expected to remain in an uptrend short term. However, a slowdown in exports could upset this trend. 